Welcome to Explore the Word. I trust you're having a good day. Today we will examine the ant for a while. I'm going to read for you Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6 through 11. Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways, and be wise, which, having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer, and gathereth her food in the harvest. How long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? When wilt thou arise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as of one that traveleth, and thy want as an armed man. I hope you agree that God's creation is truly amazing. It preaches a continual sermon about his power and glory. On a train ride to Nova Scotia last August with my son Matthew, we saw lots of farmland, St. Lawrence Seaway, smelled the ocean air, beautiful coastal areas, big hills, saw the wonderful forests, lakes, ponds, rivers, and streams. They all looked like a fisherman's paradise. Throughout the Bible, God uses the animal and insect kingdom to speak to man. He uses the ox and the ass in Isaiah chapter 1 verse 3. He used roosters in the Gospels. He used a donkey in Numbers to talk to Balaam. If there is a reviewing room in heaven of the Bible, I want to see that story. In Proverbs, God mentions several species, special animals, you could say, that he uses to give us good lessons for us to apply. In this passage, we're going to look at the little ant. Now, God is speaking to the slugger, referring to one who's lazy, idle, careless, sticks to nothing, minds no business, and brings nothing to pass. I have met some truly lazy people in my time. If we're going to be honest, there's times when we can get lazy too. I'm not referring to resting that you need or taking a break and vacation with your family, but just lazy, not working as we should be. I believe there's much we can learn from the little ants. What we learn from these little creatures can be a big help in us, a help to us in our individual Christian life, and in our church life as well. Now, there's over 11,000 different kinds of ants. They live in colonies numbering from a few to over 20 million. There are approximately one quadrillion ants in the world. Apparently, that's 10 followed by 15 zeros. That's a lot of little critters. Now, the works of the ants work in partnership. They, they don't fight. They, they cooperate. Uh, you know, they work in love. They really don't feel love, but that's the idea that we could take as individual believers that we need to work together in love. Let brotherly love continue, Hebrews 13.1. They're helpful. They help carry burdens. They help injured uh, fellow ants out of holes, out of pits. Um, they operate in harmony. Uh, they, they, they don't have any issues working together. They understand that they have to work together. They... they created that way and we need to understand as individual believers we are members of one body first corinthians 12 verses 12 to 27 it's not about you it's not about me it's all about him you know when the driver ant is on the move you understand that lions elephants and snakes all flee entire villages of people move out of their path some of these colonies are so large they form a front up to a mile wide and they destroy everything in the path. Humans, animals, they don't stand a chance in front of these little ants. 
The power of the early church rose out of their unity. If the church is united, boy, it can make some big differences, obviously empowered by the Holy Spirit. So should we endeavor uh, to keep that unity to help us go forward at the bond of peace, as is referred to in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3. Well, these ants, you know, they're all volunteers. There's no guide, yet each of them works. There's not a manager who tells A, B, and C ant to do this work, and then the other ones to do this. No, they all work together, and, and it's for the common good. You know, there's their soldier ants, actually, who would kill ants who won't work. Now, that's an incredible sense of to stay active, isn't it? Uh, the idea is that they're working together. They're trying to pull their weight. Uh, James 4.17 says, Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not to him, it is sin. Now, we have guides in our lives as a pastors, uh, evangelists, teachers. Obviously, the Bible, the Holy Spirit is guiding our lives. We have everything necessary to get the job done. Unfortunately, many just refuse to labor. Ants labor according to their ability. There's some that kind of, for lack of a better word, are storekeepers. There's the the, the uh, army uh, soldier ant. Uh, there's the one that takes care of the nursery type of thing with the where the new ones are being hatched and things. Uh, one of the most interesting ants in the ant world, and I am by no means an expert, but is the honey pot ant. He eats himself full of nectar and then feeds the rest of the nest. He is a blessing to everyone in the colony. You know, jobs by size. The larger ants are usually the soldier ants. The medium one laborers. The small one tend the young. Each job in the church is important. You're important to God's work and to work and to the work of his church. We are used according to our ability. As you grow, your responsibility will grow, but grow in grace, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. God has specifically gifted and equipped you for some type of work in the body of Christ. He didn't make a mistake when he made you. He, he didn't say, oh, I forgot the gifts for A, B, and C. No, he has something for you to accomplish. These little fellows can't build a cathedral, but boy, can they build an anthill. And that's what God's designed them to do anyway. Now, God asks us to use our abilities, but the greatest ability is availability, being willing to use what God's given you. You might not have a lot of ability, but just be available to use it for God's glory. Ecclesiastes 9.10 says, Whatsoever thy hand finds to do, do it with thy might. For there's no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whether thou goest. Do it well. You know, the ant works continually all day. You know, he doesn't receive any paycheck. There's no promotions available. Uh, no thanks. You know, he doesn't come in and uh, we see a big welcoming committee of, oh, way to go, pat in the back. No reward program. Okay, ants don't go on strike. I have not seen a uh, ant uh, biography of how ants got mad and started a revolt within the colony. You know, they just work together. They, they work together, and I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that probably everyone who is listening has at one time stepped in an anthill, like maybe tried to destroy it. I know, shameful. And immediately upon your foot being removed from that anthill, those ants work feverishly to repair it. 
They work continually. The ants is pers- persistent. Impossible to stop them when food is around. When I was uh, about 15 years old, we drove from Newfoundland around St. John's area to Tampa, Florida early in June. It was my first trip to the south, that far south. We left Newfoundland with our fall coats on in June. It still can be a bit coolish. Uh, my dad used my grandpa's 12-passenger van and a little tow trailer. The trailer, really, we used it for storage, but it had one room and could sleep three. At the back of that trailer was a little pantry, a stove area, and a sink. You know, make your food type of thing when you were stopped. On the way down to Florida, my mom, my dad, and my little brother slept in the trailer. In the van, my sister and I slept. My dad was saving money and slept at these rest stations alongside the interstate. I would not recommend that. Me and my sister were quite certain that we would be kidnapped. And the worst part in our minds was that it seemed that our parents were totally fine with it. We arrived in Tampa at my grandparents' trailer late in the evening. When we arrived at the uh, trailer or where we would be staying, we went out to the little tow trailer and brought things in, you know, food items and things that we need for the night. Well, next morning, the first morning that we were ever in the south, and boy, it was an exploration of snakes and lizards. I never had seen them before. We don't have those in Newfoundland. My mom and sister were not so impressed. I thought it was fantastic. We went to the trailer to take in the rest of the supplies, and we had to take a double take. A little line had fallen from the back of the pantry area down to the ground. And that line was alive with ants going into the pantry to get the sugar. It was truly astounding. When the driver ant comes to a stream, he simply tunnels under it or keeps going. When he comes to a river, the entire colony rolls itself into a giant ball and floats to the other side. They don't let anything stand in their way. What a lesson. We who have tasted and found the Lord is good need to go back into the colony of the world and let others know about Jesus Christ. After all, believers are merely one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. Keep going, even if it's difficult or dangerous. The average Christian says we can't. Can't do that. That attitude cost Israel 40 years in the wilderness. We must remove I can't and understand what Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ. We're moving under the Spirit of God. Romans 8.31 what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Now, we, we are to move forward as a church, as individual believers, because God is for us. You know, that little ant is motivated by hunger. That's the motivation for him, is to get his next meal to sustain. For us, it should be a desire that we want to do what is right, to serve Jesus Christ. There is a kind of ant known as the shining slave maker. These ants steal uh, pupae from other colonies, bring them back to their own colony, and when they hatch, they think the colony is their own and embark on a life of service to their new masters. The slave makers make them fight. Uh, 
you know, they become accustomed uh, to the life of ease, though uh, they, they themselves could fight. Uh, they have degenerated to a place where they can't even feed themselves. They have to re- rely on the ants to feed them. If you put them in a jar, apparently, they will starve to death. But you put one single black ant in there, and he will feed them. You must be aware enough to become a, accustomed to a life of leisure. Uh, if anything, in the recent days, our life has really been upset with what took place, and we have been more focused, I think, ever, now more than ever, on what we should be doing. You know, ants' work has purpose. Purpose uh, put in it by God. You know, the reason he does things, why the reason why the ant takes care of the things he does and takes care of the little ones and defends the anthill and and gathers the food. This was all placed in them by God. God gave them purpose. Believers, we have a purpose that God has given us. 1 Corinthians 15, 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. We need to understand that we have a purpose and we need to have a resolve to do it. The ant won't stop until the work is done. So should we have that same resolve to follow God? Those little ants, you know, they're pretty wise. They make provisions for life. They organize the, the ants are organize their anthills like modern day cities. They have streets, they have supply rooms, they have hatcheries and barracks. You know, they prepare. They're making sure things. And even for us, we understand that we need to make preparations. It's not just us on our own, but we need to do what's right. And the Lord is there to help us as we go forward. So we need to make provisions. We need to do our responsibilities. They make preparations for the future, too, the ant does. They they store up while they can. Unlike the grasshopper, who makes no preparations and then they die. Ants, on the other hand, believe in winter. I'm by instinct, they prepare for it. People prepare for this life. Savings, insurance, retirement, nothing wrong with any of those things. But what about death? Men believe in life after death, but do nothing about it. Some deny it, I understand, but most believe there is. And even if they didn't believe, it still is true. People need to be ready, and God has a way. And that way is through Jesus Christ. Jesus said that we are to work while it was day, John 9, 4. I must work for him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when men can work no more. If you're going to do anything for Jesus, now's the time. And let me just leave these thoughts with you as we finish up here. Are you making preparations for the future? Are, are, Are you... Uh, doing what you know you need to be doing. Are, do you know Jesus Christ as Savior? That's the greatest preparation that you can do for the future. Are you gathering provisions for your walk every day with God? I mean, prayer time in the Bible, fellowship with God and with believers. I Am I doing the job that Jesus saved me to do? You know Christ as Savior. Are you doing the job he wants you to do? Are you laboring well for Jesus? Folks, let me encourage you to do just that. And keep exploring the word and keep looking to Jesus.